a prime time with Clarissa Montero replay from Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is Clarissa Montero in the studio with me, Benny Teo, managing editor of Swing. Now, he spent some quality time with Sir Nick Faldo, who was in Singapore and is going to be going to Bintan for the Cassia Cup golf event. Now, Nick Faldo, 61-year-old, ranked number one on the official world golf rankings for a total of 97 weeks. He obviously shared wisdoms with you, right? He spoke a lot. He spoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe due to his uh, his days working at uh, Fox on TV, you mm-hmm. know, his, his commentary and analysis, he was very, very effusive that Sunday. All right. Well, one of the questions you asked him was the difference between the current top-tier players and the sport compared to when he was competing. Well, it is a very different era. I mean, equipment has made it. I mean, the equipment thing has been going on for 20 years now, and it keeps getting fine-tuned and fine-tuned. And then the physical thing has really come into it as well. You know, Tiger changed things, and then Rory came along, and Jason Day, and now we got Justin Rose doing his thing. So everybody, you know, before it was six players paying attention to their fitness, now it's 160, and taking or, uh, taking everything to a new level. We've, we've, you've, you learn from the science of this game, from, you know, the, as I said, the equipment, the goal swing, the physical side, and then, and so that that's why it's really changed so much. Um, that's why we got more players. I mean, back in the good old days of Persimmon Woods, there was only a half a dozen really great drivers of the ball. Now there's everybody can get it, and you've got to get it airborne. Um, there was a really good stat the other day where they correlate how important accuracy was 20 or 30 years ago. So basically, if you, the more accurate one, more money. Now it's the longer. Whoever just just hitting it longer, even though you're you're only hitting 14 percent, you know, the fairway hit is terrible percentage. Yet they they make better scores, win more money, uh, more tournaments. So you've got to have this powerhouse game. It's kind of like it's standard uh, where it really is. So that's all those things that have changed. Um, boy, when you think how we travelled and what we went through, <laughs> and now generally they arrive on a private plane to a limoed car and to a beautiful practice ground and it was very different when I started that he didn't have any any of that what do you think did, did he expound on um what it was like he didn't have a private plane I'm sure he didn't have limos and beautiful women ushering him around did he talk about what it was like for him when he was traveling well, I remember back in the days Stop when he smiling, was traveling he, he did I just wanted to say he did have the beautiful women Right, he yeah, did yeah. have that. Well, that was because he was rather good looking. Okay. <laughs> and standoffish to the rest of the players. But um, he made a very good point. Back in the days, um, you know, they, they weren't really playing for a lot of money. Mm. A million dollars by the time he reached the day. Of, of course, he achieved that by winning the, the, the British Open. But sure. uh, just, to, just to give you an idea of the kind of ambitions they had back then versus now, mm. now you only have to make it to the PGA Tour, make the cuts, and, and then you're a millionaire. Sure, so, sure. A million dollars was a lot of money when also, he was starting out. I mean, what's a million dollars now? One photo shoot for Tiger Woods, right? And since we're talking about Tiger Woods, 15 months ago, Tiger Woods told a police officer he couldn't bend over and touch his toes. A year ago, he admitted that riding in a golf cart was too painful. His resurgence has been a surprise to many, but a lot of us were really hoping that Tiger would come back. Let's see what uh, Nick Faldo who is the expert, uh, had to say about that. 
The amazing thing is it went from, for me, an absolute no. No, I didn't think any of this would, would happen. And he wins the right tournament, you know, as a, a smaller field, on a perfect golf course for him. There's actually less water at East Lake than probably many other places. And uh, he did great. He, he, was, he found something early in the summer, and then he was learning from ex- He's learning from every experience, and he's unbelievably motivated. Maybe you say to yourself, you know, in a bit of life wisdoms, maybe this is my 11th hour, and I've been given one more shot, because, you know, 18 months before, he, could, he couldn't get out of a golf cart. And so maybe say, you say, one more shot, forget everything. But to be able to rekindle your nerve to win again, that's phenomenal, incredible. I mean, that's, that's the most amazing thing. It is actually pretty amazing what Tiger has been able to achieve in a very short time. And I'm really, really happy about it because you know what? Tiger was so good for golf when he first started out. Him coming back and being a contender again, I think is going to be brilliant for golf. Yes, I'm sure it will be. In fact, um, a lot of uh, uh, viewership has gone up from TV to uh, to behind the ropes and tournaments. So Tiger Woods coming back, definitely good for golf. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he'll make it uh, in 2019, uh, whether a major or a master's, and I pose the, the, the question to Nick Faldo uh, as well. You know, uh, what are the odds are, you know, the bookmakers have him at 14 to 1 to win the Masters, uh, uh, 12 to 1 for a major next year. Uh, but Faldo... Uh, actually was uh, less uh, optimistic, Mm -hmm. uh, surprisingly, despite what he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, a different point of view, but I think it will be great if Tiger wins. I don't think it will matter if he doesn't, as long as he is high up there on the leaderboard. That's That's all it's going to take to inspire the next generation of golfers. I am talking to Benny Teo, managing editor of Swing, who recently had a conversation with Nick Falder, who was in Singapore for a couple of days, and now he's going to be off to Bintan for the Cassia Cup. You know, actually, Benny, I'm I'm really grateful that you were able to jump in because I was ill and I couldn't do this interview myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very, very interested in what uh, Sir Nick Felder had to say about designing courses in Asia. I mean, they've all come. The Golden Bear has come. The Great White Shark has come. Everyone has come and designed courses here. Gary Player has designed courses in Asia as well. So let's listen to what he had to say about the designing a course in uh, Da Nang, Vietnam. You've got great, as you see with, with Leng Ko, I mean, that's such a great environment. We, we played through rice fields, through the jungle, through a bit of sand dune, along the beach, along the river, through the rocks, back in the jungle, <laughs> then, then, then the, the sand. Hey, that's pretty cool to create environments. You have a better chance in Asia to create different environments. Um, which is nice, makes golf memorable. That's very important. I mean, it means, especially if you're there for a resort, I'm very confident you can play that golf course every day and, you, and it feels different. You won't get bored with it. And the region is fortunately springing back into shape. I mean, uh, as you know, we all went through a horrendous time for near as damn it 10 years and, we, and it's really picked up. We've got projects in, a couple of projects in Vietnam and we're pursuing, we're looking at the whole region. Even the region going all the way down to Australia. Australia's coming back to life again. The Middle East is more interested. So, yeah, fortunately... You're saying something go, with Pakistan as well. Yeah, I'm on my way to Pakistan. I've got, I've got a course of That's pretty unusual. Um, so, yeah, the region has come alive again. So we're enjoying being part of that. I'm sure he is. And I'm mm. sure his bank balance is enjoying it even more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should be. Uh, and, and you're right that um, a lot of the world's top uh, names are, are in Asia. Uh, and I'm surprised he hasn't actually had, had more. Um, 
but I'm sure there'll be a lot more uh, opportunities for him to build golf courses here. Uh, he's talked about one in Pakistan. Uh, I think in, in Vietnam, I'm sure there'll be something up for him. Um, but he's definitely involved in Asia. Cool. That's very cool. Now, Nick Valdo was ranked number one on the official world golf ranking for a total of 97 weeks. Now, he... That's a long time. That is a long time. Did you manage to garner um, how he feels now about you know basically being a retired golfer mm. and having to play people like you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually a day's work for him to play with people like me. Yeah, I frustrate be, him. Yeah, you're just not cute enough <laughs> to be interesting to him. This is what he had to I, say. I, I did give him a moment to laugh about uh, some years back when he played at his course in Lanco, though. I was playing with him and uh, I was hitting a ball off the fairway. And it hit a little tweak and bounced back, hit me in the face on my left cheek and then bounced further back on the fairway. And I had to walk back there and hit it again. I saw him trying to stifle a laugh. I Van wish I had me. been there. I wish I had been there. I would have been filming this entire thing. This is what he had to say about not playing competitively anymore. Well, I miss playing well. I tried last year and I thought I'd given it a decent effort. Bottom line, it was demoralizing. And you, When you can't do what you want to do. It's no, it was no fun. That's the laws of, the, of life. You don't use it, you lose it. Simple as that. You're not swinging your body as well. You're not using the mind the same thinking golf. I might hit the golf ball fine on the range and think, why can't I get on a golf course? Well, I then make poor decisions. You get fr- way more frustrated because, you know, you, you only get, you get less opportunities of making birdies. And when you're playing well, I, was just, I gen- might have days where I, have, I might be inside 15 feet 12 times. Well, You've only got putt half decent and, and you're going to make a score. Putt great and there's your, your super low round. But then I played, was playing events like I might only be inside 15, 18 feet twice. Two, three, four times in a round. So even though you hit a good shot, you still come up 45 feet short. Then you're just grinding to two putt all the time. So unfortunately, I just didn't, it couldn't enjoy it. Couldn't enjoy, couldn't in, you say you're enjoying the challenge, but if you're not getting rewarded, it's like, what am I doing this for? So I really have kind of given up on that. I've got no desires to try and do something magical one more time. I don't think you, you gear up. I'm, I'm more interested in doing some new ventures in, in the media world and, and enjoying myself that way. You're listening to Sir Nick Faldo in an interview with... Benny from Swing Magazine, who, you know, had the opportunity to interview him. And we are kind of talking to Benny Teo right now about that interview. He's, he's, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be number one in the world at, at one point. And then now he's talking about, you know, being 45 yards short. That must really, really, really rankle. I think it I does. I mean, it's an everyday for me at the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not alone. <laughs> but for someone like him, that was really, really, really annoying. But he's, he's got something going. He's designing courses. He's got a great relationship with Laguna National Golf and Country Club. And um, he talks about that a little bit. I think what happened was I designed uh, Vietnam and really enjoyed that. And then I, and then I came back. I said, oh, I'll come back. And there's a thing that was probably a shock to everybody because most, most people design a golf course and disappear. And, and I've genuinely enjoyed Asia. I've been holidaying in Asia, I guess, for 30 years now. Came to uh, Phuket moons ago. And the well, was when Emma was born. Yeah, just after Emma was born, we were in Phuket and we stayed for about five weeks. That's the last time I had a holiday for five weeks in my life, you know. That was that's 14 years ago now. And so um, so when I then came back, they said, you like this place? I said, yeah, I do like this place. It's cool. And it, 
it was all part of my journey, you know, in a, in a way, experiencing different things. You tell people, hey, you've got to come and see this. It's different. It's good. It's first class or five star or whatever you call it. And I think from then on, they, that's when they be, become an ambassador. That was kind of easy. They said, well, if you like this, we like you. I can come in kind of March or November. That's my kind of window. And so we made it work. And, uh, you know, I enjoy it. And then you make friends with with the team because it's, it's a small group and so it's uh, and they look after me so wonderfully it's, it's it's a nice treat this is a really nice little you know when I came in two years ago I said oh when is it isn't it a cute little tropical course and I enjoyed playing it and I was hoping you know and obviously it suffers because of it's tropical and so it's you know it's a lot of rain and has, you know and as you know they've been working on the drainage need to do a lot more unfortunately that's money big money but I enjoyed it I thought for for where we are in the world this is this is a great spot. You know, you, you can be a business person in Singapore and hop off the ferry and come here for a long weekend and nice life. Yeah, he's not going to hop on a ferry. He's going to hop on a helicopter. Don't bluff me, <laughs> Sir Nick Feldo. Just like you, Clarissa. Just like you. <laughs> I won't do ferries. It's, oh. it's too difficult to pull your golf um, bag and gear and clothes and stuff like that. I'm, I'm telling you, helicopter. Well, if we're going to go devour on this, then I guess that's the way, right? <laughs> helicopter. Somebody's got to start uh, like a helicopter taxi service between Singapore and Bintan. Uh, you know, suddenly mm. all the golfers in Singapore will be in Bintan. For those who can afford it, for sure. Hey, hey, price is determined by demand. <laughs> You know, it will be very competitive if everybody used a helicopter service Then, and there was a competing helicopter taxi service. Suddenly, it won't be so expensive. Sure. And but once they get to there, uh, get to uh, the Laguna Bintan, though, that's actually a very nice spot out uh, on the island. You know, it's got so many things going on for it. It's an integrated resort. They've got the banyan tree, the Yangsana, uh, the new Cassia uh, apartments that uh, we stayed in the last time. Uh, Great spa and a golf course, so you know that's really not much uh, more one could wish for on a weekend stay. You know, one of the things that I always do when I talk to somebody like a Nick Felder, not necessarily a sports personality, but just somebody with a lot of wisdom to share. It could be a banker, it could be a CEO. You just want to corner them and just you know pick their brain. And I think you did that by asking him if he had any advice for aspiring professional golfers. I would have gone further and said, do you have any advice for aspiring golfers? Period. Period. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Never mind about the professionals. They get plenty of advice. It's people like me that need advice. Never a true word said. (laughs) (laughs) This is what he had to say. Well, they're very fortunate now. I mean, you've got to use technology. You've got to get on track, man. Um, because you get, you're getting in, you hear one shot and you get factual information, factual feedback. Oh my goodness, I used to hit a thousand balls in the morning and go down the first hole and it didn't work and lose the head and go back to the practice ground. <laughs> so, you know, and they have ball flight laws now so you can understand, well, to make a ball fade or draw, whatever you're trying to do, there are laws about it and it's, you have to do things a certain way and that all helps you. You can understand that I, said, I used to say this years ago, there's now a blueprint. It was good 10 years. You know, time flies. At least 15 years ago, I was saying now, wow, if you're a 15-year-old kid, there's a blueprint now. There's a physical blueprint. It's not a guess, you know, the physical side, you know, how to train for golf and how to discover what type of how to learn to explode in your body. It's, it's like, almost like martial arts now. It's where before we played with the tempo and squashing the golf ball. Now it's 
make the body explode. So you've got to understand that. And you, the better you understand it and more you're disciplined on that, your body will work better. You'll hit the ball further. And the technical side, we're all on the same track. We're all, it's how it's presented. But again, thanks to track men, there's laws about path and face angle. That's teach yourself. And then what else have you got? Then you've got the physical, you've got the mental and dietary side and all that sort of thing, looking after yourself. You've got to do that. You've got to take it all in. Whether you, and I think the more you take it in, the more you understand it, or whatever you use what you want to use, it's your choice. But the information's out there. Now it's, it's, as I say, you bring now bring the dedication and the commitment and determination. And it, what a great career. I mean, you've got an opportunity for a great career. I mean, you're going to work hard, travel the world. It's fast and furious life now. You jump on planes, fly halfway around the world, tee up, go play golf. So you better be strong in all those areas. Otherwise, you ain't going to get it. But if you get there, the rewards are fantastic. I mean, look what they're playing for now. 15 million. Jeez. My goal was to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. I had to win the Open to do that. I got there. Now, you're a millionaire as you get out on tour. You just got to know how to tie up your shoelaces correctly. and You're a millionaire. Well, I can tie up my shoelaces. Unfortunately, I can't play golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but $50 million here, $20 million there, you know, $100 million endorsement deal. Parasites are spare change. It's all... To whom? To whom is this spare change? (laughs) To the 20-year-olds, the 25-year-olds on tour, you know, the teenagers coming up. It's all spare change. Indeed. Okay, well, you know, spare change or not... That was, it sounded like a fabulous conversation. I mean, Nick mm-hmm. Feldo is a, is a fabulous, fabulous golfer. Benny Teo, Managing Editor of Swing, thank you so much for coming and talking to us and sharing your interview with Sir Nick Faldo. It was absolutely a pleasure to listen to that and always a pleasure to talk to you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.